0: everyone. Welcome to the beauty and behavior podcast. I'm your host, Diane Sorensen, mother, grandmother, former teacher, and currently supporting parents who want to understand their children's behavior at a deeper level. This is where we talk about changing our perception and limiting beliefs around behavior to a more conscious approach to understanding ourselves, each other, and our most vulnerable population, our children. I share my self-discovery journey and what I've learned along the way and what I'm currently discovering as I continue evolving on this journey. My hope is that as we become more conscious of how we show up for ourselves, our children and others, that we'll discover the beauty that lies within us all. So I hope you enjoy today's show. Hi everyone. Today, we're going to be talking about what can I do in the heat of the moment. So I talk to a lot of parents, um, early child care uh, professionals, teachers, and often I hear, yeah, 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 okay, but what can I do in the moment? So we're going to uh, tease this apart today and talk about uh, becoming, because here's the three things that you, that you can do in the moment. It's becoming aware of uh, and addressing our own inner state. Becoming aware and addressing the child's inner state. And then we can deal with the issue. So we're going to, I'm also going to tell you about the stop method and how to use that in the heat of the moment. Uh, but I think we need to take apart first what these inner states mean. So we we have these mind and body states. And you may hear the, have heard the phrase um, state of mind. Like what state of mind were you in when that happened? Or, you know, I've heard this, um, you know, in like court cases, you know, they argue what state of mind the person was in um, when... A certain situation happens, so we have these mind body states and and some refer to these two as zones, like zones of behavior and so a survival mind state mind body state would be the red zone and in an emotional state I would I equate to the emotional or sorry the yellow zone the emotional state I equate to the yellow zone and the thinking state is the green zone. So keep in mind that the job of our brain is to keep us alive. That is its main job. Our brain is consistently scanning the environment and taking in information. And if It perceives a threat. It sends the information down to the survival's part of the brain, which is in the brain stem, the lowest part of our brain, which also is the most primitive part of the brain. Um, And its only concern is survival. And then it sends messages to the body to react. And this is the red zone. So the brain tells the body to either fight or get away. So this part of the brain activates our fight or flight response. And this isn't a conscious choice to fight or flight. It's our body's built-in mechanism to keep us alive. So we call this the red zone because it is like a red siren going off in our brain that says, watch out, this is a threat. Fight for your life or run for your life. Um, And like I said, this is the most primitive part of our brain. So ages and ages and ages ago, um, it allowed humans to survive threats like, you know, saber-toothed tiger and other wild animals. Um, And it, it told the human if this was a situation where your best chances of survival are to run or to fight, to survive or to freeze to fight to flight or to freeze and this freeze response you know have you ever been at home at night alone or you're awake at night everybody else is sleeping and you hear a noise and suddenly you your, your body just freezes and you actually quit breathing you hold your breath so you can hear that noise again to decide if you are safe or not if you are in, under threat or not so now in our modern day world we still have this primitive part of our brain um, and now the threat isn't saber-toothed tiger or necessarily other wild animals in our modern day world a threat for us adults might be a child throwing a fit especially if it's in the middle of a store. And for a child, it's an angry adult. So once the brain perceives a threat, and this is a perception, it can be real or imagined, but either way, the survival part of our brain is activated and tells our body to react. And again, that's the red zone. And you cannot. And you cannot talk to somebody who's in the red zone, or it won't be helpful to talk to somebody who's in the red zone, you can't reason. If your child is in the red zone, you cannot reason with them. If they're in the red zone, they believe they are under threat. Their brain believes they are under threat. And in our modern day world, it's, the threat usually isn't so much physical, but it's psychological threat. So like I was saying with um, a child throwing a fit in the middle of a store, that can be a threat for us adults, and that's a psychological threat. It's the threat of being seen as inadequate. It's the fear of what other people are going to be thinking about me that that threatens us. And so that can send us into the survival state or the red zone and then we react to our child in not so helpful ways. And so when we react from the red zone, we aren't conscious of the impact that these reactions have on our kids. And we tend to, you know, get over it, move on while it stays within our kids. They absorb our energy that we project out at them in those moments, and that attaches to their nervous system, and they also receive messages behind that energy, and what they receive is, you should be different, this shouldn't be happening, this is your fault, you're not enough. And the overall message over time becomes somehow I am flawed. I should be different. And it's the same message that many of us got, maybe most of us got as children um, in some form or another because we have this belief and society has set us up to, for this belief that if a child is acting a certain way, then they deserve to be treated in a certain way which is usually, if we're really honest with ourself, is usually in a hurtful way. And we validate our actions by saying, well, they deserved it. Because we also believe that they are choosing to use this behavior. And when we see it that way, or when we believe those beliefs or those thoughts, it becomes a threat to us. It threatens our sense of adequacy as a parent. And it's a vicious cycle. So a child reacts out of a survival state, which triggers an adult who reacts out of their survival state, which further triggers the child, which further triggers the adult. And it's this vicious cycle. And what happens is over time that damages the relationship and we're just left with power struggles. And really, it's it's a miscommunication and, and disconnection. So let's go back to the scenario of the child throwing a fit in the store. So this child isn't choosing to throw a fit. Behavior is driven from the inside. It's about what's neurologically happening in the brain. So a child not getting what they wanted can be perceived to that particular child's brain as a threat. And what the child actually needs is to learn how to handle that disappointment, but not in this moment. So we're talking about in this moment, so we're not gonna talk about that. But what, what the child needs in this particular moment is safety. So our job is to provide safety. What does a person in the red zone need? safety. Nothing else will be helpful in that moment. That child who's throwing the fit needs to feel safe, both physically and psychologically. And the only way you as the adult can provide that felt sense of safety is by feeling safe yourself. And you know, you know, that you are physically safe. It's that psychological safety. It's that safety from judgment that you need. So that is our work to do. And we can no longer hold our children responsible for our sense of psychological safety. Perception is everything. It's not the child who is the threat. Your perception of the child and your beliefs about the child throwing the fit in this store at this moment is what's causing the threat. So it's your fear of what other people are going to think that turns on the red light in our brain, telling our body it's under threat. And then we react. And we become a bigger threat to our child than, than the original one of not getting the toy or whatever it was in the store. So, so that's all about the red zone. So let's talk about the yellow zone, um, which takes place, which I equate to the emotional state. And the emotional state takes place in the limbic system. And it's all about emotion here and so there's this flashing yellow light that says slow down proceed with caution because in the yellow zone the yellow zone can quickly change from yellow and it can downgrade to red to the red zone or it can upgrade to the green zone and for us, the adult, the difference is what we're telling ourselves in that moment. What are the stories in our head that we're telling ourselves in that moment? And for our child, it depends on our response. It depends on how safe that they feel. And so, really, for us, it's the same it's how safe we feel. And we provide that safety for ourselves with the thoughts in our head. So, if the thoughts in our head are like, oh my God, I don't know, what are people going to think? Then we're going to go to the red zone. Um, so that's why it it depends on the stories we're telling ourselves. So with the yellow zone, think about how were feelings handled when you were young? I mean, this is not what we're doing in the moment, but what we're doing right now is just giving some background information and I'm talking a little bit about some of these beliefs so that you can use the stop method effectively uh, in the moment. So, So think about how were feelings handled when you were young? Because whatever your experience was with expressing emotion is how you will most likely react or respond to this state. So what were the messages you got about expressing emotions? So was it that feelings shouldn't be expressed? Or in other words, were you taught to suppress your feelings? Um, Because that's the one that most of us got in one way or another. And there's this belief that, you know, expressing feelings is somehow disrespectful or or that they'll upset others and you know then we get into the belief that i should take care of others feelings you should take care of my feelings and then nobody's responsible for their own feelings <clears throat> and that's a, yet another conversation um but we become defensive and blame others for how we feel and once again it diminishes the relationship, and it leads to power struggles. So the yellow zone is signaling signaling to us to slow down and feel. Feel the emotions bubbling up. Because emotion is energy in motion. And if we pay attention, we're going to feel things happening in our body. And this is the trigger beginning to happen. So, you know, it's different for different people. You know, some people, it might be your face getting red or your heart pounding fast or um, your hands getting sweaty, you know, whatever it is. But you'll know that you're becoming triggered. And this is your signal to use the stop method that we're going to talk about so that we can work with the brain, be helpful to our children in those moments, and maintain our healthy relationships. So with using the STOP method, and I I first uh, heard of this method um, from Deepak Chopra, who was encouraging people to use this um, during trigger moments, and I thought this would be great to use in those moments um, when our children are triggered or when we're triggered. Um, So, STOP is an acronym, and the S stands for STOP. Stop and become aware of what is happening within you. Then the T is take three deep breaths and exhale slowly, very slowly. And the other part of the T, so the T has two parts. Take three deep breaths. And the other part is tell yourself something comforting. Like, I can handle this. I'm safe. Keep breathing. Take another breath. Let it out slowly. I am safe. I am calm. I can handle this. And these two, so you do that three times um, because these two things together Taking the three breaths and telling yourself something um, comforting unhooks that stress response in the brain, allowing you then to feel whatever it is you're feeling, whether it's disappointment or sadness or angry, just feel it. And this will help it to pass through and then we can respond in a helpful way. Rather than, Otherwise, what happens is we project it out and our child catches it and it just escalates the behavior. So stop, become aware of what's happening with you, take three deep breaths, tell yourself something comforting and then oh, observe without judgment. What is happening in front of you? Because what is happening is not happening to you. It's happening in front of you. It's happening within your child. Your child is not doing something to you. Your child is experiencing something within themselves, which is causing the outward behavior. So the more inner turmoil or inner conflict a person has, be it a child or an adult, the more chaotic the outward behavior is. So now observe what inner state is my child in? Are they in the red zone, in that survival state? If they're throwing a fit, they're in the red zone. And some easy reminders is the red zone, um, the survival state is is basically anything physical. Kicking, hitting, thrashing, throwing, screaming, slamming doors, um, any physical expression. And the yellow zone, which I equate to the emotional state, um, here it's verbal expression. Like, no, you can't make me, I'm not going to. Um, And so the red zone needs safety and the yellow zone needs soothing they need to connect with somebody that they can trust. Looking, they're looking for someone that can believe in them and offer encouragement. And so they need understanding to to be able to process those big emotions. Okay, so that brings us to the last letter in the word stop, which of course is P p is proceed with helpfulness so now you are calm and you've allowed your feeling to pass through um, and now you have access to the highest centers of your brain which is the green zone which is our logical part of our brain this is in the prefrontal lobes Here you have an abundance of possibilities and you can proceed with what your child actually needs in the state that they are in. So again, just to recap real quick, the red zone means survival and your child needs to feel safe. The yellow zone means emotions and your child needs understanding. And the green zone is where we get all of our... Thinking skills, that's the logical part of our brain, so that um, then we can get to solutions. And just quickly, stop is the S is stop. Be aware of what's going on inside of you. Uh, T, take three deep breaths, tell yourself something comforting, allow your feelings to pass through. O, observe what your child's inner state is, and then P, proceed with what they need in that state. So the stop method can be applied anytime, anywhere, and for most any situation. And like anything else, it takes practice. So like you don't pick up a golf club for the first time and know how to play the game. It takes practice and it takes a commitment. You can't pick up a musical instrument for the first time and know how to play it. It takes practice and a commitment. So the stop method also takes practice and a commitment. So when we can offer the stop method to ourself and to our child, we can offer our child what our child actually needs according to their brain state and their zone, so they can come back to their best self. And when we offer the best of ourself, we can encourage others to be the best of themselves. And when we apply the stop method to ourself, we can then offer our best self to our child or to others. So <clears throat> sorry, so if needed, uh, play this episode again and again and really understand that your child's behavior is not something they are doing to you. It's about what is happening internally for them. And that your feelings and your behavior is not because of your child, it's because of what's going on internally for you. And once we own that and take responsibility for that, your life will shift and your relationships will bloom. And you'll become more in alignment with how you want to feel. So start with the STOP method. All right. That is what I have for you this week. So long, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Beauty and Behavior podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's show. I'm so very grateful for all of you who are showing up here with me. Because I believe subtle shifts create big impact. How we show up in our life, in our relationships, or our parenting, impact our life, our children's lives, and the world. If you're ready to brave the wilderness of your beautiful soul, live life from the inside out, and create the life you want to live, head over to my website at dianesorenson.net and get on my calendar to see if the Beauty and Behavior family is the right fit for you. I got you, and we'll talk again soon.